If you've got a question, send it to yanopodcast at gmail.com. That's yanopodcast at gmail.com. And remember to like us, rate us, and listen to us on iTunes. Subscribe is the word you want to use. I know. I keep saying like. What a man, what a man, what a man, what What a a mighty good good man. man. Say it again, y'all. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. We're Katie and Molly, and we're here to tell you. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm Molly, and for this episode, we've decided to barrel, tell all, and record in the nude. Chris, thank you for laying down that tarp. And, <laughs> and I'm Katie, and them's the breaks. This is a special episode of Yeah, No, Yeah. I'm going to be interviewing Katie, because this is one of her last episodes that we'll be recording in the great city of Austin. She is returning to New York to be president of some kind of company. Uh, eventually, I want to move back to the East Coast as well, so we're uh, so hopefully we'll be reunited at some point. But at this point, we are uncertain of our future as podcasters. So we're going to talk about why she's moving, what brought her to Austin, and the many ways the city has improved as a direct result of her going blonde. Katie, I'm going to start out by asking, how honest do you plan on being during this interview? Ooh. Well, I'm a pretty great liar, Mm -hmm. so I don't think you'll even know. So I'm going to say I'm going to be really honest. Damn. All right, that brings us to our next question. What did you think the first time you saw me naked? What I think of you the first time I saw you naked. <laughs> did anything stand out? I'm laughing because, oof, there's no right way to say it. <laughs> then say it the wrong way. So I thought, she has a really great body under those clothes that she wears. <laughs> You know, I really was like, oh, my God. Like, she, you can tell, like, you work out. You have a flat stomach. But this is not something I'd know by the clothes you choose to right. wear. Because I'm usually, just describe my look. <laughs> You've said beanbag, so. Beanbag is my aesthetic. So I think I'll just say beanbag. Yeah, cardigans. Cardigans. Yeah. Shirts I've given you. Shirts, and yeah. And pants. Yeah, just a shirt and pants kind of gal. Just a shirt and pants kind of gal. And I remember when we were naked in the pool, I thought, I'd hit it. Aw. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's sweet. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to start out with the only question that we got in our inbox for today. Um, (laughs) We're really taking off. (laughs) (laughs) Questions. This comes from M in D.C. And she says, I saw in a non-stalkery way, sure, sure, an old photo of you as a brunette. But now you are platinum blonde. BTW, you look great as either. When did you first go blonde? Why did you leave us brunettes behind like that? And how different do you feel when you are fair-haired? So basically, do blondes have more fun? So I was asked this recently at a bar Mm -hmm. um, by a bartender friend. And he said, who has more fun, blondes or brunettes? And I said, girls with the biggest tits have the most fun. Hey, heyo! So I've had fun either way. I I only went blonde this year. I've been gradually going blonde for kind of a while. Like I had an ombre or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then I just went full force a few months ago, like platinum icy. 
Because you know what? Like, it's it's me. It's This is who I've always been, I think. Yeah. Is a blonde. When I look at my brunette self, I'm like, oh, you pathetic little baby. Mm-hmm. And I look at this blonde girl, I'm like, hey. Here I am. Here I am. Rocky yeah. like a hurricane. Uh, yeah, so I guess I guess that, that answers that your question, it. M. Uh, okay, so we're going to get into sort of the arc of your time here in Austin, and we're going to cover it all. Whew. Like, nothing is off the table. We talked about what was off the table before we, right. ta- before we started this, but who knows? I'm feeling pretty wild. I have my Had lawyer zero. here with me, so <laughs> anything I don't want to answer, I'm Hi, still I'm not. Katie's lawyer. My name's Ernest. What is his name? <laughs> I was kidding. I live under her chair. Uh, Okay, so you told me, so let's get people acquainted with why it is, with uh, the reason for your move. Golden Pear Funding, your company. Moving back to New York? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so... You told me when we first met that you're basically a loan shark. Uh, Another friend of ours, Johnny, put it as you chase ambulance chasers. Uh, I know (laughs) now that I've gotten to know you, I know that's not really the case. Um, Your company is uh, consumer legal funding is what it is. And when people want to file a lawsuit against a doctor, they come to you for money to finance a lawsuit. And then you guys get paid if they win their lawsuit. So not really a loan shark. Yeah, not a loan shark. We're not. It's not a loan because it's non-recourse. So we don't collect if the case doesn't win. And a loan would go after like your credit and stuff like that, right? If you couldn't pay something, yeah. Um, we don't do any of that. Yeah. Um. So we're definitely not loan sharks. But I mean, we do have interest on top of money that we give. So it is. A funding, it is something like we have to make money back, right? Um, I've heard you like when I've co-worked with you, like it's a lot of, uh, we can't, we no, we can't give you. It has to be a million. Yeah, no, forget <laughs> it. I'll run this up the ladder. I am the ladder, and then you hang up. <laughs> yeah, I love to say I have to run this up the ladder because it makes you seem like oh, she's just like a precious little girl who like can't make decisions. But then I just go like, meep, meep, and I'm like, denied. <laughs> Sorry, they denied it, but like I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that works with some some. You have to know how to talk to people when you're negotiating. Unfortunately, right? Um, so Golden Bear, so Golden Pear was sold to another company, and so because of that, you already knew like a couple months ago. Uh, you already gave us the heartbreaking news that you would have to leave because of this selling a company. You have to audit it. Blah blah blah. It's complicated. So you had to go back because of that. But then the board elected you president of the company. Yeah. So you said, you know what, why don't I just go be president of this company that why I, I started? Go? Why don't I just go? It's so that, it, you know, it's a pretty people might say, like, what could make you leave Austin's warm, clammy bosom for the cold, bony embrace of New York? And, I mean, I think... I think the, that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I was talking to myself last night. I was going to mm-hmm. say, I just realized I wasn't talking to anyone when I was saying this, which was, is it worth leaving Austin? I'm doing so well here, like, emotionally, physically, socially. Um, but, yeah, it is worth it. I think this is maybe one of the only things that's worth it. And much like I said to myself when I left New money, York. Money is worth it. Money is always worth it. Especially when you grow up really money. poor. Yeah. And I think I would really like to take care of my family, like my grandparents. You know, I'd like to do things um, yeah. and with my, my life and my money. And much like I said to myself when I left New York, 
I'm saying to myself about Austin is Austin's not going anywhere. New York's <laughs> no not shit. going anywhere. Like Austin is too fucking lazy to go anywhere. It ain't going. Nowhere. And the guy, you know what? When I come back, the same dudes will be here doing oh the same God. dang oh boy, thing. Will pay. <laughs> they'll have grown a beard. They'll have shaved a beard. Yeah. But it'll all even out. It'll, it'll all be even the same out. amount of beards here. The same people at the same shows, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how uh, so at Golden Pear, so they they couldn't have sold that company without you. They wanted you to be like you couldn't quit and then have them sell the company for the same amount of money. The company's valuation of like millions of dollars was because you were part of that company. Yeah. So what do you think makes you indispensable? Uh, I think just knowledge of every aspect of the business, right? Like. I can I could literally be the receptionist, the status person, the funding person, the the salesperson, the CFO. I could probably do every bit of it cuz I understand every bit of the company. You could wear any hat. Any hat. And that hat would become a tiara. Yeah. More okay. or less. All right, I hope everyone is taking notes. So I'm glad that we've laid this groundwork that you are in fact a successful businesswoman, because I feel like a lot of people in the circle that you've established here in Austin might not know this, or they might have heard, but it might not really have sunk in. So now we're going to talk about Katie Joy from the internet. (laughs) You were at a party recently, and someone came up to you and said, are you Katie Joy from the internet? Yeah. And we were both talking about it, and we were wondering, like, are is like you have a Facebook and an Instagram like every human, but like where are they getting this? Like, yeah, was who? I on some weird blonde girls of? Because in- not just that, I was working the door at Dozen Street, and like two girls asked to take a picture with me, right? And it was just like, right? I'm not a. I mean, I'm a celebrity in my own head, like as a right. joke, but see, this is the whole thing. Is I think you have you are a celebrity in your own head as a joke, but I feel like it's a joke that people take very seriously. Ooh, yeah. I guess. Am I Katie Joy from the internet? Yeah, I'm Katie Joy from the internet with my blonde hair, but I'm right. not Katie Joy from the internet in my heart. Right. In my heart, I'm Katie Brandt, that bitch from New York. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I think that there is, like, this brand that you've developed. Oh, I yeah. think you are such a businesswoman that, like, you I branded without, myself. You branded yourself without really meaning to. <laughs> I'll take a classic example. Um, you have a lot of pictures that have very funny captions. Thank um, you. My most favorite of your recent was a picture of you with your icy blonde hair and uh, there's some cleavage, and then the caption is, on my way to steal your grandpa. And I think it's things like this that have elevated you to this sort of weird cultishness, yeah. you know, in the very tiny, <laughs> tiny city of Austin. Uh, there was another lady on Inst- who saw your picture on Instagram and then drew you as a witch. Yeah. As part of, uh, someone else asked you to pose for their magazine in, like, yeah. a pinup style, and you declined because yes. pinup isn't that cool. Let's no. be real. Um, and then most recently, a t-shirt company stole your slogan, that's gross unless you're into it, for one of their t-shirts. Um, they changed it, tweaked it slightly to that's gross unless you're up for it, and you are contemplating legal action. I was wondering if I should, like, without getting legal, I wonder if I should message them and be like, I like all your clothes, you stole this from me, here's a screenshot of when I posted this status, and and when you posted this shirt, there's mm-hmm. no way you're as clever as I am. Give me <laughs> unlimited free clothes at my whim, and I won't pursue anything. I mean... That's... I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. Can you steal... Like, is a Facebook quote considered, like, intellectual property? Probably not. 
I, you know, I'm not and a they lawyer. They did tweak it. Let's ask Ernest. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that voice again. Ernie. <laughs> I don't think I'm a character actor. <laughs> uh, there's also, like, you've, uh, you, uh, you've uh, developed nicknames. Developed. That's the wrong word. <laughs> uh, you have nicknames, like, Daddy, Young Lunch Money. Uh, you've coined expressions that have become popular in our friend group, like, Be Your Own Daddy. Mm-hmm. That's something that I say every morning when I wake up and every night when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and I want to talk a little bit more about what you're known for in the circle that you've created here in Austin, because I feel like a lot of times it gets boiled down to big boobs, but blonde hair. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be here? In Austin? Yeah. Of your time in Austin, your year and a half in Austin. I'm, yeah, it's funny. I think when I left New York, my legacy was like, there goes poor little Katie. She'll just break under, <laughs> I mean, I actually quote uh, Joe Volpe from Golden Pair Funding. He said, I don't think Katie will do great there. She's an acquired taste. Whoa. Quote. Whoa. Hey, Joe, calling you out. I know you said that. Thank you. Shit. Yeah. I, I'm not offended by that. Um, but yeah, so they were like, poor little Katie who works 80 plus hours a week. She's so pale. She's so young. And I feel like <laughs> I'm leaving here and people will be like, there goes the girl I wanted to make out with and didn't get a chance to. And I'm, right. I actually love that. That's great. Yeah. I'm down to be the one that got away slash forever your girl. Do you think it's like a thing where like you're the a pale little well, I mean, I don't really buy that you were like a little wilting violet in New York. I was not no, I'm wasn't a I, I clearly like I'm have the you same didn't exact party personality. As much. No, I mean I partied maybe once every other month. Right. But when I did, I mean we all had the best time. I mean I choke people during karaoke. Right. Fun. <laughs> Fun. I choke people <laughs> as a dance move. So clearly I know how to party, but no, I didn't go out nearly as much as I do now, which is probably like almost every night of the week. Yeah. Um I wanted to talk to how that ties into your like you have this work ethic. You you're always talking about, Oh, I only sleep five hours a night and you're always working and you're always working on the weekends, blah blah blah. And you have a work ethic that does extend to your partying. Oh, yeah. Where you always want to be employed wherever it is that you're drinking. Like, <laughs> at your favorite bar at Dozen Street, You, I went there one night and you were suddenly the bartender. And you were not trained as a bartender. No. And during that night, you were frustrated by people trying to give you money for alcohol. That did get old. And you that were sort old. of like, why are they doing this to me? And it's like, well, Katie, you're the bartender. <laughs> um, but you, and like, you're always, like, I remember the first party that we went to at that co-working space where <laughs> we met you wanted to be the door girl at the halloween party yeah and like our first collaboration was coming up with one-liners for you to yes. use on underage people for instance um you were going to say to someone underage uh i'm envious of your youth but not your decision making yeah but i'm envious of your youth, your youth but not your judgment was yeah. i think the line there was a, yeah. we had a lot of funny ones that was our first uh, creative collaboration. And from that, we were like, you know what? We should do a podcast. We should collab. <laughs> so what is it about you working at the door? What is it that draws you to the door? I think, well, it is weird that I do want to work so much that I will even work at a bar at night. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Well, I also, okay, I'll explain that in a second. But the door is fun because you get all the same popularity and funniness of being a bartender mm-hmm. without being doing the hard work. You still get to say hi to everyone, make jokes, 
be recognized, recognition. be mean. Yeah. And you don't have to, like, pour drinks all night. You have a platform <clears throat> to be cruel. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. And also you get to see everyone. And then later everyone. you get to be like, remember me? I'm the door girl. Remember me? I'm the door girl. You're pretty cute. Want to hang? Like that kind of thing. You yeah. got it. Now you I get, get it. it. But I knew that there was a strategy, but I had to see what it was. <laughs> so now I want to turn the conversation to Austin in general. Because sure. I feel like in the screenplay that is our time in Austin, it's almost like Austin is like a character. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what? So we were talking about partying. Um, what bars would you tell people to visit, and in what order? Like, what's your perfect night out in Austin? Okay. Don't worry about the order. I don't know why I said that. I would... Well, I'm going to do the order, actually. Okay. So I think... <laughs> so there is an order. So there is an order. Um, I would say start out at Yellow Jacket. Okay. Eat a sandwich. Get some drinks. Ooh, the roasted beet with the roasted goat cheese. Roasted beet with goat cheese and get bacon on it. Okay, interesting. Add I haven't bacon done that. to it. Now I feel stupid. I've never yeah, done that. It's so fucking good. Okay. Um, and get extra dipping sauce. I'm just saying, if you want to do it Katie style, this is what I would do. Okay. Eat half of that. Offer the other Eat half, half of that. to the door guy. Because <laughs> he there, gets yep. it. And let me tell you, the next time you go, he's going to say, I can't forget a cute face like that. And he can't. Because you offered a sandwich. Katie, this is getting complicated. I'm just, okay, anyway, sorry. So, order a sandwich. If anyone follows this exactly, let us know. <laughs> no, they'll get laid, that's for sure. Okay, so go on. Um, have a couple drinks there. Check out the honeys. Warm your wetness for the night. Like, look around. See Warm who's your cute. wetness. <laughs> Embroider that on a pillow. See who's cute. Get ready for the night. Then walk over to Hotel Vegas, mm-hmm. which is a terrible bar, Ugh. but usually great shows. Yes. Watch a show. See a show. Pay five bucks for it. It's fucking worth it, usually. Mm-hmm. Get excited there. Go from there to Shangri-La. Okay. Yeah, you Sit love Shangri-La. The, I love Shangri-La. Sit in the back porch, hang out outside, have a drink, laugh with your buds, mm-hmm. leave there. This is maybe 11 o'clock at night at this point. Okay. Go to Dozen Street. Okay. Get in a car. Go over to Dozen Street. Always end your night at Dozen Street. Because the bartenders are the best. Mm-hmm. And the atmosphere is great because they usually have a pretty good DJ or band. Mm-hmm. And you can just dance and drink and end it there, always. And end it there. And that's where you bump into the person you saw at Yellow Jacket and you and seal you, the deal. And you seal the deal. All right. You can always seal the deal there. <laughs> Dozen Street, where you go to seal the deal. <laughs> so uh, something that we have uh, constantly had conflict over during your time here. Mm. Uh, food. I always want Asian. You always want Italian. A lot of fights. A lot of, a lot of food fights. A lot of contemptuous glances mm-hmm. over takeout menus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about what you what has annoyed you about Austin's food scene. We've got tacos. We've got breakfast tacos. We've got food trucks. Uh, I think many would argue that those are things that are made a huge deal out of. Yeah. And some people might come here and say, this isn't actually what I want from a meal. Yeah, I don't... I'll eat a taco and eat... Yeah, I like tacos, right? I like breakfast tacos, but... We all do. We all. That's the thing. We all do. It's not exciting or right. cool that you like tacos, right? It's like... Who the Couldn't fuck agree more. doesn't? So I think <laughs> what Austin is lacking is obviously like bratty stuff like bagels and pizza. But that's not your fault. Whatever. You have barbecue instead. Um, but definitely like 
the Asian food is really good. What I've had that Molly's forced me to eat. <laughs> um, but what they don't have is just good old dirty Chinese food. Oh, yeah, like American American, Chinese American Chinese food. Yeah. Um, which, as a New Yorker, is, like, all I eat. Yeah. So. For me, it's, like, the food truck thing. Like, now, I'm like, fuck, I just want to eat inside. Yeah, that's, no, totally. I, there's sometimes I'm like, I want a sit-down meal. I'm yeah. tired of, like. I want shelter. I want that give too me much shelter. <laughs> I don't want a porta potty. Yeah, <laughs> I want. God damn it, brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the most interesting things about you as an Austinite, I remember the first time you came over to my house, you texted me or called me or something, and you were like, "Oh, I'm getting a ride. I'm getting an Uber or whatever." This is before Uber was illegal. Uh, <laughs> I'm dating myself. <laughs> and you uh, and I was like, "Really? You're getting an Uber? Like, it's not like, what, are you gonna get shit faced yeah. in my house? Like, what are you planning?" And you were like, "Oh no, I'm just a New Yorker. I don't drive." And I was like, "Oh, that's weird for Texas. Okay, she'll warm up to it. She'll get a car." You never did. Never did. You never caved never to caved. the whole car thing. It's bullshit. So talk about, so I wanted to ask you, like, for other people who are moving to Texas, who are carless, advice. I mean, you should get a car. I think that's the thing. (laughs) When I, when Molly's been out of town and because we're a married couple, she lets me use her car. Mm -hmm. um, It's been really nice to just be able to get, the only time it's great is when I just want to go to the fucking store and Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to someone else like my driver. Um, so it's been great. It's great for grocery shopping. Texas is not all that close together. There's things I can't walk to, and I learned that quickly. As a New Yorker, there's places you don't want to walk to in 100 fucking degree weather in the summer, mm-hmm. which Andrew and I did for the first summer. We were like, let's just walk everywhere. Let's just be ourselves. <laughs> and we got to H-E-B one day, and I think I almost, like, passed out because yeah. it was so fucking hot. People have so, died walking to H-E-B. Yeah, and I, I think Andrew's H-E-B dead. is a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, the shop right of down here. Um... <laughs> And so I would say get a car, but it doesn't, for me, it's like I go out so much where I might be drinking or I go out so much where I'm going to be tired when I'm done that like rideshare has just always made sense. I work remotely. So if I'm going to work, I work from home, so I don't need to commute that way. Right. Or I can walk to like a cafe. That's close enough. But at night when I'm really going to be using a car, fuck it. Yeah. And the bus sucks here. So don't even bother. No, God. What would you say are the most overrated parts of living in Austin? Like, what's something where people are like, yep, 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 this and that about Austin, and you're you're sick of it, you're not going to miss it, you don't care about it? Yep, 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 Austin. Um, I was about to say the weather, but actually it's pretty great that it's January right now and I'm wearing nothing. Like, yeah. As we mentioned, we're naked, but also right. when I had clothes on. And we drove on, here naked. Yeah, no, we drove here naked. Because we didn't need... We don't need clothes. And that, I was going to say that's overrated, but it's honestly been pretty fucking sweet. Overrated would be, ooh, it's like the healthiest town. And like everyone is Yeah, you hate health. I hate health. Look, I believe in having a healthy heart. Like I walk my dog. I try to drink water. I don't eat carbs every day. Like I get it. But I hate, (laughs) like if anyone gets it, that's me, right? But I hate the idea that like, I don't know. I don't like a health-conscious city, which sounds so stupid. Right. But I don't like the idea of, like, gotta go to the green belt today to, like, you know, work out. And it's like, yeah, bitch, Jeez. I saw you at Yellow Jacket doing a keg stand the other night. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. It just, like, in New York, we don't pretend that we're healthy. Right. We Austin, know we're breathing smog all day long. Right. Austin is, I would say, the heart of health hypocrisy. Yes, that that's what it is. Health-conscious yeah. city is cool by me. Like, Denver, I think, is super health-conscious. Mm-hmm. And they, like, exhibit that because smoking weed is fine. They right. don't even drink it that much. 
But it is so hip- hypocritical here because the same dudes that you'll see at the green belt, like, I love being healthy. You see them at sidebar just doing lines and lines and yeah. lines. And you're like, yeah. cool, same. And I don't pretend to be a health nut. Right. So you will see me do drugs. Okay. <laughs> Noted. That's being recorded. Good, good, good. Can't wait to get arrested. <laughs> what do you think you'll miss the most about Austin besides being a famous podcaster? Besides my fame. And besides being in a city so small that you can be famous by having a fun Instagram feed. Yeah, no. Um, besides my fame, I will miss... Wait, besides fame and the people here? Being a famous podcaster. Can I say the people? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> so besides fame and besides the weather, which I do think I'm really going to miss. Yeah. I don't know. I do like Austin's, like the, the music scene's pretty fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If, I don't, I was recently told by someone that I didn't come off as a quote unquote, you don't come off as a Cramps fan, like the Cramps, my favorite <laughs> okay. band. My dog's named after Lux Interior. His name is Lux Interior. You do come off as a Cramps fan. I think so, but... So, for example, I don't know if people know this, but I love music. I love punk, especially. I know I don't, like, have pink hair and, like, you know, my nipples aren't out all the time. But I really do like that kind of music. Andrew and I would go to shows in New York all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to shows as a kid. I used to sneak out of the house to go to shows. Hello. Yeah, hello. So I'm more punk lifestyle. Um, So (laughs) nothing gets me excited more than, like, knowing I can see, like, a band I like. And then go to another bar for free and see another pretty decent band. And Austin has that over New York, over probably any place. Chris, could you hear me burp just then? Okay, he's not saying anything. Sorry. Yes, he said yes. Oh, God. Got to edit that out. No, it's okay. It's fine. Sorry. Um, But yeah, so you can go from like Barracuda to Sidewinder to Beerland. So you can just like bounce around pretty much two streets and like see some pretty decent punk or rock or DJs or so that's that's something I'm gonna really really miss because some of the best shows in New York are done like in Brooklyn and it's just like <laughs> and you have told me how I, you feel about I just don't want to make my way getting there. on the train to Brooklyn yeah I don't want to make my way there whereas here it's just like I'm here and you just yeah. like listen to a ton of good music so I'll miss the music scene okay good um <laughs> I'm glad that there was something I was yeah. worried you'd just be like Really Fuck nothing. <laughs> Bye. I'm already gone. And the cute boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I so we have this in common that we both moved here with boyfriends, more or less because of the boyfriends. Like you and I both have jobs that we yeah. could do wherever. And we had you, Andrew was interested in being a brewer, mm-hmm. so he was into the brewing scene. Uh, my boyfriend at the time I moved here as an audio engineer, and he wanted to engineer some of the audio yeah. that's lying around in Austin. And we have both uh, subsequently broken up. Those yeah. relationships have ended, and yet we're still here. Look at us living. Um, yeah. How dare we? <laughs> so, yeah, so, you ha- so now you're single, mm-hmm. and um, that's, you know, that's... Tough, but it's also, you know, new city, new beginning. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's weird. And I want to handle this question with delicacy because I think. It's not really a question. No, yeah, I want to handle this statement with delicacy because I think my nine-year relationship with Andrew deserves it. Um, It's been hard. It's really fucking weird. And it's weird to think I'll be going somewhere that he won't be. Mm-hmm. Especially somewhere that, like, we were once together. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the future holds for us. He's, like, the best in the world. 
But I will say, there is something exciting about being on your own, maybe for the first time since you were 18. Yeah. Um, And realizing that you can do it, and it's not that hard, and it is... Mm -hmm. Maybe in some ways more exhilarating. Yeah. Um, and when you and when I wake up and I do feel really really sad most mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. when I wake up, um, I usually go to bed by the end of the night feeling pretty good. Yeah. About the decisions I've made, yeah. even if they bum me out for half the day. Yeah. The other half, I'm like cool. And yeah. going to a new going to New York, which is an old city to me, might mm-hmm. feel new now because yeah. of I'll be going alone. Right. Um, what I wanted to talk about on going from that, yeah. so being a single person, what do you think of dating in Austin versus dating in New York? Just from what you've seen of, like, me yeah. and, like, the people I've dated. Well, in my experience just being around Austin, people here, um, you can meet people IRL, I think, really easily. Right. Um, I've had people ask for my number a lot already. Oh, and my like, God. Every day. Yeah. Beating, beating them off with a stick. Be- beating them off. Remember yesterday, I, like, I blocked you, and I was wearing a huge sweater, and I physically hid you from you a man. A, you had you to hide me. Yeah. I, you literally had to hide me with yep. your sweater. Yeah. So it, <laughs> so that's been kind of fun. Like, that I could see as being fun. And I think in New York, that's not that common. A guy will probably more likely offer to buy you a drink, whereas here the guys are too broke to right. do that. <laughs> but in New York, they'll definitely be like, hey, can I buy you a drink? But that's kind of rare. Um, but here they'll definitely be like, hey, can I sit next to you? <laughs> or hey, want to come home with me? Um, hey, want to breathe air together? Wanna, do you want to breathe? Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, but I think in New York also from like my girlfriends there that are single, it's just... There's so many women, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of men in New York. I think that's, like, it's a two-to-one ratio. Oh, my God. I've read. So I'm not looking forward to competing, but then I'm, <laughs> but I'm kidding because they're competing with me. No, I get it. So I'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies uh, of New York, hide your dads. <laughs> <laughs> so in New York, you'd say the men are richer, more aloof. One, one, that's, like, perfect for New York men. That's yeah. exactly them. Okay. Um, Tracy Jordan, we're coming to the conclusion now. Um, Tracy Jordan once said, if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. How has your time in Austin differed from your original plan? You didn't see any of this coming, right? Oh my God. I thought by the end of my time in Austin, Andrew and I would like literally be pregnant with a kid and like maybe married or like on our way to being married. Living in an orchard. Yeah. Buying our house here and like whatever. So that way I'm blonde now. Never want to have kids and Mm -hmm. like living a very different life that way. Um, I started a business here, ended a business here. Didn't even Um, talk about that. And that's, I mean, well, we did the comeback space, which is not a thing anymore, which is fine. Um, I met you, which changed my life a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I could cry. It's been the weirdest, hardest, most heartbreaking, Same. stressful, but most beautiful fucking year and a half of my life. Yeah. I feel the same way. Would you say the same? Oh, my God. Last year, when I think about last year. Oof. Like... <laughs> Was that a year or was that a lifetime? No, yeah. I feel like, oh my God. That, oof. It's like the rest of my life is like a paragraph. And like 2016 was, was like... Oh my God, a novel. Yeah. Dude, I feel the same fucking way. And I wonder if like, Andrew said he felt the same way. But we, he and I have gone through similar things. So yeah. that wasn't surprising. 
But I wonder if any, I don't know if any of our group of friends feels that way. I feel like, and this is not like to our horn, but I feel like we came to town and we were like, <laughs> we hanging or what? Like, I feel like yeah. we should, I definitely feel like I shook it up. Yeah. And I'm glad I, I was oh, glad to, it. I was glad to shake Austin's tits around. And I want to say, like, I feel like I learned about shaking it up from you. Like, now Good. I feel like I could shake it up better than I would have. You I'm still totally not really a shaker, but, like, I could shake it up you if totally I needed could. to. Like, I have that in me now. Everyone because does. Of you. Oh. Everyone does. Um, so, <laughs> last question, Katie. Uh-oh. What's one thing you've lied to me about? Ooh. Oh Take God, as long as you going. need. We can edit this down. Do you have a thing I've lied to you about? No. Oh, oh that would have been a good gotcha <laughs> moment. <laughs> I mean, I can think of, like, white lies. Yeah, I know. Like I've like, minor lies. Yeah, I've said minors. I can't think of anything big. There has to be something, though. Yeah. Oh, but in, during this interview, is there anything that you want to go back and revise? No, I have not lied in this interview. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to be going through this all with a fine-tooth just, comb. Well, I want to come up with something. If we I can find edit any discrepancies. Down. We can edit this down. What did I lie to you about? I don't think anything. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely not told you some <laughs> things. Like what? Like you know, if I wasn't happy with some choices you were making, I didn't right. tell you. Sure, we're talking about men, I assume? Yeah, men. But that's right. not a lie. But I mean, I feel like everyone, I mean, I sort of, I can look back and like fill in the blanks. Like, here's what everybody thought. Yeah. I'm, you're probably the person I'm like most honest and forthcoming with in my yeah. life. I appreciate that you are, like, I feel like you're more sort of support, like positive. A lot of my friends are just like... Forget it. He sucks. Whereas you're more like, just on talking about dudes, you're yeah. more like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> sure, maybe. I don't know if that's always great, but um, yeah, I, I tend to want things to work out for the people in my life. I describe myself as your, to all my friends, quote, I'll be your most supportive friend. And I think that is my thing. Yeah, that's your thing. I will go to all your fucking shows. I that's will your fucking legacy. eat all the stew you make. <laughs> even if you made it for a pool party. Yeah, even if you, even if you made it at a fucking pool party. Mm-mm-mm. So let's talk about events. Events. Where can people see you? Come see me Friday at Dozen Street around like 8 p.m. I'm having my going away party. Being thrown. I thought that started at like 3 p.m. No. Oh, Friday? God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I won't get there till eight. <laughs> okay. Um, come, yeah. Felix, Amanda, and Molly are throwing this thing together, which is cool. Um, there's no special guest or anything. It's just literally us at a bar that I love partying. Um, and I'll be pretty pissed if I live through the night. Right. I'll be pretty pissed if... The whole theme is you have to come as me. So wear black. Wear something tight. Show your tits. Prepare to die at the end of the night. Prepare to make a fool of yourself, etc. Today is a good day to die. Today is a good That's day. That's the to theme die. of that party. It's a nice night for a murder. <laughs> Goodbye, Austin. <laughs> Goodbye, Austin.